I'm Dr. Orion Taraban, and this is Psychacks Better Living Through Psychology. And the topic of today's short talk is men's dating double bind. So men are at a significant disadvantage when it comes to the initial stages of the courtship process. And this disadvantage is unique to them because of some of the social and cultural expectations that inform that process. Let's jump right into it. So what is men's dating double bind? Here it is. On the one hand, men are expected to initiate and make the offer to women. They are expected to approach the woman at the bar, not the other way around. They are expected to ask her out on a date, not the other way around. They are expected to lead the interaction in the direction of a sexual encounter, not the other way around. If men don't take action, then in the vast majority of cases, nothing happens. That's just the way it is. Now, This situation already comes with a number of disadvantages. Most notably, men must bear a disproportionate amount of rejection. In any negotiation process, it's always more powerful to be in a position to respond, to say yes or no, and this is the position that women occupy in the sexual marketplace by default. Just consider how different it feels to send in a resume for a job cold and to get a phone call from an eager recruiter. In which scenario are you more likely to be offered a job? In which scenario are you more likely to command a higher salary, etc.? In the game of please know, it's never the player who acts first who gets to decide. However, that's not the double bind. The double bind is that as soon as a man approaches a woman, he is functionally putting himself in the pursuer role, in the adorer role. And people will swear up and down and left and right that this isn't true. But the fact of the matter is that we like people who like us less than we otherwise would if we had no idea of their feelings. I will say that again. We like people who like us less than we otherwise would if we had no idea of their feelings. It's that old Groucho Marx joke, I would never want to belong to a club that would have me as a member. Women in particular swear this isn't true, but if it were the case that liking people caused them to like you more, then successfully seducing a woman would simply be a question of pursuing her more than anyone else. And every man knows that this isn't the case. And every man knows this because every man starts by doing this. And it's typically only after sufficient heartbreak and rejection that he begins to question this fundamental assumption. As I explained in a previous episode, people want what they want, not what wants them. The Groucho corollary, as I call it, is that people want what wants them even less than they otherwise would if they were unaware of that wanting. And that's the double bind. In the sexual marketplace, if the man doesn't initiate, nothing happens. However, if he does initiate, he automatically becomes less attractive than he otherwise would have been just by keeping his mouth shut and doing nothing. But if he does nothing, then nothing happens. Pursuing a woman puts her in the role of the adored, which, as I explained in It's Better for Women to Be Adorers, is not where women actually want to be. And one of the reasons why this is the case is because it's much harder for a woman to look up to, respect, and be attracted to a man when he's in the adorer role. If he's looking up at her, she is looking down at him. 
The very act of approaching or declaring his feelings can instantly knock a point or two off a man's perceived sexual marketplace value. So this is the double bind. The man is kind of damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. And this will only affect men as long as men are the only ones expected to initiate. If it were the case that approaching made men more attractive, then it would be a fairly simple thing to solve the dating crisis. You would just get more men to approach more women. The act of approaching would make them more attractive than they otherwise would, and this increased attractiveness would facilitate sex and relationships. But that's obviously not how it works. Now, you need some at-bats in order to get some hits, but the sheer act of approaching does not make people more attractive. It makes them less attractive. So how can we resolve this? Now, before I give the answer to that question, if you're liking what you're hearing, please consider sending this episode to someone who might benefit from its message because it's word of mouth referrals like this that really help to make the channel grow. You can also hit the thanks button and tip me in proportion to the value you feel you've derived from this episode. I don't do corporate sponsorships or product placements, so I depend on your support to make all this happen. The more support I get, the more I can devote to the channel. So thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Now, Here's the answer. The way out of this double bind is for men to think of themselves like job recruiters. Consider what a job recruiter does. A job recruiter has to call people when they're not expecting it. They might be interrupting someone. They might be a nuisance. Many people they reach out to will have no real interest in speaking with them, so they often have to deal with indifference or antagonism for a while if and when someone actually stays on the line to talk with them. This is because they initiate the interaction, which of course puts them at a significant disadvantage. But here's the thing. People can succeed as job recruiters if in those first five minutes, they can get you so interested in the job opportunity they represent that you are then motivated to apply for the position yourself. If they're good, that's what recruiters do. They drum up an interest and a motivation that was potentially non-existent just a few moments ago. And when they succeed in doing so, the whole script gets flipped. When recruiters cold call someone, they are 100% in the pursuer role. However, by the end of the conversation, the other person is filling out an application to their company. The other person is now pursuing, and the other person unwittingly takes on the disadvantages of that position. So this is the way out for men. Men, you can't avoid the cold call. You can't avoid approaching. But your goal in approaching is to get some sort of purchase in the conversation so that you can flip the script as quickly as possible. The longer you spend in the pursuer role, the less likely you're ever going to catch that woman. And the reason for that is that women generally only allow themselves to be caught by the men they want to be caught by. Pursue a woman and you're much more likely to pursue her right out of your life than to outrun her. And how do recruiters get purchase in the conversation? By stimulating interest. For example, in general, people want more money. So if a recruiter can flash a significantly higher salary, then he's going to capture a lot of people's attention. But does the recruiter actually give people the money? No, he just shows it to them. Same thing. Men succeed with women 
not by giving women what they want, but by showing them what they want. This will excite the woman's interest all by itself and motivate them to pursue you. In many cases, demonstrating that you're a high-value man can stimulate a woman's interest. However, it only ever does so indirectly, and it runs the risk of attracting the wrong kind of woman anyway. It's a better move to stimulate a woman's interest directly by engaging her emotionally. And this is something you can get better at with practice. The idea here is to stimulate a woman's interest by engaging her emotionally and then slowly backing off. This is how you get a woman to follow you, not through money, not through commitment, but through her emotions. Remember, women are loyal to their emotions. If you can engage them emotionally, then you can leave behind the adorer role and break out of the double bind. And I'll talk more about how to do this in future episodes. What do you think? Does this fit with your own experience? Let me know in those comments below. And if you've gotten this far, you might as well like this episode and subscribe to this channel. You may also consider becoming a channel member with perks like the priority review of comments and or booking a paid one-on-one consultation with me. As always, thank you for listening.